time to welcome on in. It is overtime with John and the Beatle. I'm glad you guys could be with me here on this Tuesday. It's a weird week. It's going to be a weird week. We got football already on Thursday. I've already got my bets in. I had the Lions. I nabbed him at plus six and a half before the Travis Kelsey injury. We'll get to that a little bit later on. We have Daryl Ryder, the dangerous one, as always, joining us at 920 on this Tuesday. But I hope you guys all had a really fantastic and wonderful Labor Day weekend. I did CBS Sports Radio yesterday, so it felt like I already kicked off my my work week and we were just getting things ready to go. I actually really enjoy doing those type of shows and that type of moment. People are like, oh, but it's more work. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's a different pace. It's uh, You're talking about different things. Spent like an hour and a half talking about Deion Sanders. You know what I mean? Like, I just, we'll talk Deion today, I'm sure, at some point in the 8 o'clock hour, but we're not going to spend a million hours talking about Deion Sanders. It's just a, it's a nice change of pace every now and again. Uh, but it was just nice because I also, I was able to just kind of like calm down. I, I don't know why doing radio shows, even though I do all the prep for it and I get everything ready and there's some nerves attached to that side of things, you just kind of, you wake up and you do it, right? Whereas if I don't have a radio show, this is what I've come to learn, I am booking my weekend with, like on Sunday I went golfing early in the morning, I had a friend over on Sunday night, this was after going to a different friend's house on Saturday night, and this is doing everything around the house on Saturday morning, trying to get everything all lined up and ready to go, and I, I just I found out that this weekend, I just ended up doing a lot. I'm not that type of person. I don't know if you guys have caught on to that with me. I can do about one thing a weekend, and then that'd be, that'd be good. I, I'm, I'm cool. Outside of that, I want to just hang out and watch sports and, and not really go too crazy, right? Good for maybe maybe one social event a weekend. Maybe one. Jam-packing like six in this weekend? Oh, boy, I needed to work on Monday. I, I badly needed to work. I hope you guys enjoyed the national show. We got to hang out with Mitch a little bit before we got on there. That was a lot of fun as well. You can always use the Odyssey Rewind if you want to hear a little bit of a change of pace. Obviously, don't do it now. But when the show is done, if you're like, hey, but just see what JP had to say about Dion and, and what he had to say about the AFC and what he had to say about uh, different things across the NFL. I was in three to six yesterday in for Maggie and Perloff. So you can Odyssey Rewind. The app is free. You can go back and listen to that. Nice pace, though. Nice pace. It's funny. The producer, like an hour into our Dion discussion, was like, "I, whew, we never get full phone lines here. Not not with what's going on uh, on a holiday. And I'm like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you there. But what I will say is that Cleveland always shows up. So I appreciate the guys that did call in, the people that did call in, not only from all the different spots across the country, but as always, the people that called in from here. It's always fun for me to be able to say, like, from beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and then go to somebody. Anyway, good weekend, busy weekend. Can't wait to see uh, my buddy Jeff over there at Golf Tech tomorrow morning because I had some good shots on Sunday, but there was definitely some shots I'd like back, and I know he's going to be able to fix me and get me right. Can't wait for that. All right, now let's get to the brownies. Here's what I want to do with you guys to start off. Hear me out, okay? Hear me out. My expectation, that was the word I used on Friday, my expectation is for the Browns to win week one. I told you guys that on Friday night. You can use the Odyssey Rewind function. Go back and listen to it. We got everything podcasted with Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. It's all right there. All right there, Friday night. The reason why I said I have the expectation that the Browns win week one is that I can't go into the season talking about how much I like this team and then let the Bengals scare me away. 
Joe Burrow's not the boogeyman. You can beat him. I can't make that how I enter what I believe to be is going to be one of the best Brown seasons that if you're of a certain age, you've ever seen. I'm 34 years old. You guys know I've not lived in Cleveland my entire life, though. I've been here the previous seven years. So it would be by far the best Brown season I expect. Well, okay, I need to hold on. Let's think about that for a second. It can't be by far. If I'm saying they're an 11-win team and the Baker Mayfield team won 11 games and a playoff game, then I can't say by far, right? That would be disingenuous of me. That would, not, it would just not be accurate. It wouldn't be disingenuous. It just wouldn't be accurate. But if I say they're an 11-5 and five win team and I have playoff expectations with this team entering this year, I think their roster is as good as what we've seen. Part of what that, that magical Baker year, part of what we have not given enough credence to is not only did the defense come together, yes, and the offense obviously did what it had to do where Kareem Hunt was the, – the, that stretch where Baker Mayfield was a top three quarterback from week seven on was also coincided with the best and only truly really great stretch we saw from Kareem Hunt. That's why everything worked. We still ended up with a defense that was outside of the top 10. And when the season was done, oddly enough, our offense also ended up outside of the top 10 in scoring as well. Weird but true. This team is going to feel more dominant. This team is going to feel better than what that team will feel like in my estimation. That team felt more like snuck up on everybody. Because for the first six weeks of the season, you didn't even know what, what they were, ultimately. But what I want to start with you guys is talking about whether or not Deshaun looking good in week one means just as much in the long term as anything. Would you rather have a win against Cincinnati, but a bad Deshaun outing, or a loss, but Deshaun looks good? That's what I want to ask you. Because even though I have expectations for the Browns to beat Cincinnati in week one, and I've made it abundantly clear, I think so incredibly high of this Browns team. I do have high expectations for the team, but I have high expectations for week one, taking on a Cincinnati team that I believe is the toughest regular season opponent the Browns will take on. I believe a quality loss, and I know that term gets people really upset, Former athletes hate that term, quality loss, because they think you either won the game or you lost the game or there's no in-between. But there is an in-between. Same way in life, there's an in-between. Did I lose the house, the wife, the car? Or did I just happen to get in a car accident and the fender bender happened and all of a sudden uh, I just got to go to the, the shop and, and get a minor repair? You know, there's extremes to everything. There's in-betweens to everything. I, I do believe that there are quality losses that you can have and for the Browns I feel like it's a, a talking about a week one quality loss is way different than talking about a week 10 week 11 week 12 quality loss okay because week one we still don't know what the hell you are week one we have no idea what type of team you are we have no idea I mean we we can think we know we can guess what you'd be but until we see every piece put together we truly don't know what you're going to be so I'm going to surprise you guys a little bit surprise myself a little bit as well as badly as I want to do the Al Davis just win baby thing, I can't get myself to believing that a win but a Deshaun Watson looking bad game is better than a loss, but Deshaun Watson absolutely balls out. I'm talking going for 350, 
pair of touchdowns, maybe even three touchdowns, no interceptions, 70% completion percentage. Deshaun looks like the old Deshaun, and he looks absolutely in fuego. Now, again, we'd have to worry about how we got there. Did Joe Burrow just call his shot? Did Joe Burrow just put up a ridiculous amount of numbers on his own right? Did he de-pants the defense? What what happened? How did we get to that game? How did we get to, to that outcome? How do we get to a point where that game ended up happening that way? There's a lot of things we got to answer and ask ourselves in that in that scenario. But I told you guys on Friday night, my expectation is for the Browns to win week one, but I'm not going to hammer them if they lose week one. Well, let's play with that. 2-1-6-4-7-4 to below 92. Would you rather have a win against Cincinnati but a bad Deshaun outing or a loss but Deshaun looks good? To a sports writer or a sports opinionist that comes on this radio station feels like everybody, everybody is using the same template to describe what they think is going to happen or what they expect to have happen around this Brown season. And it all depends on what happens with Deshaun Watson. Quarterback's the most important position in sports. Nobody's denying that. There's a reason why right now in Kansas City, without Travis Kelsey, potentially, and without Chris Jones, Chiefs fans are still like, we got the greatest quarterback to ever live. Deal with it, rest of the NFL will be fine. They can walk around cocky because they know that they got somebody that is so utterly talented. He is def- defying the lo- the laws of the NFL with how weak of a team you can have around somebody and still end up being the odds-on favorite. It's incredible to watch, but it's because the quarterback position means so much. So if I'm going to take one step backwards with a week one loss, but it means potentially I'm going to take five, six, seven steps forward because Deshaun Watson is going to light up the rest of the NFL for the rest of the season, I think I got to take that. I know what you're saying and thinking to yourself, but Jonathan, week one doesn't always encapsulate everything that a quarterback is or or does for a season. Yeah, yeah. two week, two years ago, remember the 13-win Packers? They went 13-4. and four. Aaron Rodgers opened up week one. They lost 38-3 to three to the Saints. They then won seven straight games and, again, finished 13 wins in total in the season. Week one doesn't set who you are. Doesn't set who you are in the slightest bit. But what I do know about Deshaun Watson is that if I see him be awesome in week one, the 350, 70% completion percentage, three touchdowns, if I see that game from Deshaun Watson, it's not like he's going to go backwards. Once he puts that up, I know he can get to that point. It's like a, it's like somebody does like marathon races, right? Or even just does the miles. They, they run a mile. Not really likely that all of a sudden, if they go run that marathon two weeks later, a week later, they're going to end up considerably worse than the the spot that they just did. They have that in them. They can do it. But it's much harder to go from the person that ends up vomiting all over their shoes, having awful times, to then be like, oh, yeah, uh, go out there and break a four-minute mile now. What? Do what now? I wasn't even close last week. What did you see? I think if the Browns have to lose week one to then go in there with a prime Deshaun Watson – You spank the Steelers in week two. You easily take care of the Titans in week three. Ravens in week four. We enter the bye week three and one. Three and one with a confident Deshaun Watson that he can take on the world. A confident Deshaun Watson that any team he faces, any team that we end up facing, not only confident Deshaun Watson, confident within ourselves, right? When I I talk to Browns fans, it feels like the number one thing that Browns fans continually want to tell me. Well, what do you think about Deshaun? And I've been saying for four months, I think he's going to be fine. I've I've laid out like 20 million different reasons why I think Deshaun Watson is going to be a good quarterback. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say 
and didn't add in that in the pit of my stomach, even though I am 99.9% certain that he's going to be really good this year, and with Stefanski, I don't know how it loses, you'd much rather see it week one than not. You'd much rather get that one out of the gate, get that taken care of, and not have to worry about that pit in your stomach. Where, like when you saw in that Houston game when he came back last year, and we knew all the circumstances around that, but he came in that Houston game, and he couldn't complete a pass. First two drives, he was throwing just absolute warm burners into the ground. He couldn't, he couldn't make the throws to the players. It was insane. Every, every, short was, every ball was like 10 yards 10, or 10 feet short. It was incredible how bad it looked. And you knew, you knew right then, never forget, I'll never forget it, watching his family in that suite at our NRG Stadium and them looking like, I wish we were anywhere else in the world. And me thinking, I wish I was anywhere else in the world. Because everyone knew. You knew right then and there. He didn't have it and was not going to have it for the next six games. There was no getting it back. I need to see him be awesome. I need to see it with my own two eyes. So 216474 to below 92. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label it as a quality loss, but I know when I do that, it just makes you guys mad, and I understand that. I'm not trying to make anybody mad here. I just want your honest opinion. There's no wrong answers here, okay? No wrong answers. Only requirement is that you have an answer, okay? Would you rather have a win against Cincinnati but a bad Deshaun outing or a loss but Deshaun looks awesome? 216-474-0092 on Twitter. There you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. We'll get to all that and more, your phone calls and everything else when we return. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan. All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And I'm asking you guys, which outcome against Cincy would you prefer for the Browns in week one? A bad Deshaun Watson start, but you get the win, or a great Deshaun Watson start, but you get the loss. I have tiptoed into the Twitter poll section of X. Michael Bohm said, make it a Twitter poll. I said, you know what? I was just thinking about Twitter polls earlier today. It's so odd that he said it. It was kismet is what it was. I was like, literally, I was just thinking earlier. I was like, I think I should start doing Twitter polls. Twitter polls seem like they're kind of fun. They're, they're up my alley. You just ask a question. People answer it. People don't even then think like, hey, I need to lob some grenades back in your direction. They're just like, hey, you asked a question. You get to ask questions on that site, right? Yeah, when you're scrolling so. X, you ever just answer those polls as you're scrolling down the feed? Yeah, why it's not? It's a lot easier to get engagement in that in that uh, regard. Well, you know what it was? It was uh, I think it was Pony. Pony put a poll out, and I, was, and I saw Pony do it, and I was like, you know what? It's a pretty asinine take that he had, but he did it in a poll form, and maybe that's my key to having fun on Twitter. I hate Twitter. I can't stand it. You can follow me there. I'm at Jay Peterlin. I'm going to try to tweet a little bit more as the season gets underway. I can't stand it, though, mainly because I can tell you the sky is blue and I like puppies, and you'll tell me the sky is actually gray and cats are awesome. Like, it's just that, like, that's what I get out of the platform. Plus, also, I don't love, I, I like long form. I don't necessarily do the whole, like, let's bunch this all together and let's be short about what we have to say. I host a five-hour radio show. You know, you think I don't have thoughts? All I have is thoughts. If I put every thought I have out there, and I, I'm not good at filtering my own thoughts when it comes to which are worthy and which aren't, but if I just put every thought I had out there, that would be insane. That'd be like 700 uh, tweets a day. It'd just, it would be ridiculous. 
So anyway, it's out there. If you wanted to come after it, come after it. Please do. Uh, early returns, 72% of people are saying they want a bad Deshaun Watson start, but they want the win, and I find that to be astonishing because I would much rather take the great Deshaun Watson start, but you get the loss. I'll start the season 0-1. I have no problem starting the season 0-1 if it means Deshaun Watson isn't a broken toy. And I don't think he's going to be a broken toy in general. I think he's going to be awesome. But if that's what I need to see in order to see it, then we go get the win on Monday Night Football against Pittsburgh in Week 2. We beat Tennessee. We're 2-1 and one into the Ravens game, and we're off and running. 216474 to below 92. Tony going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, hey, Tony. What's, what's going on, Jonathan? How you doing, man? What's up, Tony? How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going. Hey, this is one of the hardest would-you-rathers I've ever played, and I've I've gotten into some dirty ones. So, man, just like as far like any other year, man, like you'd always want to take the W, right? Like as as a fan in a team sport, it's always take the dub. But with what we have riding with Deshaun Watson and it just being the quarterback position, I think it changes everything. You know, so I'm going to take the great play by Deshaun Watson and take the L. And that's crazy to even say that's why this question is so hard because then you take the L, it's like, okay, uh, where did we go wrong? How did the Bengals play? You know, was it our defense? Were, uh, was our offensive line off? Was You know, then all those other questions come into play that we don't have time for anymore. So it, it's a hard one, man, but mm-hmm. we, we got to have that insurance with Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, at this point, you, you can go 0-1, especially if, you know, we Joe Burrow balls out and they play well, you can say, okay. Tip, tip our hats to them. And, you know, week one, normally sloppy play, especially with the expansion in the season and the way preseason works now. It's it's, it's normally going to be some garbage in the, in the beginning of the year. So I got to take the L. I got to see Deshaun Watson be what he is. And hopefully that good Deshaun Watson and L comes with good O-line play and wide receiver play as well. Tony, I respect it. You, you chose a side, and not just because you're on the side I'm on, Tony. Not not just because of that. I just I just I like it in general. Thank you, man. I can tell that took a lot for Tony to get to. Former athletes are going to have a hard time with this one. Okay, former athletes are going to. And listen, I was a college bowler, so I don't think many people would lump me in as a former athlete. I played baseball and everything going up, obviously, but I was bowling is even though it was a team sport when you do in college, it's a very individualized sport as well. It is. And I think the weird thing about bowling that way is you kind of teach yourself, I can have a lot of really good shots and not score well, and I can also have a lot of bad shots and end up scoring well, and I got to know the difference between the two. Let's take it to golf, what I currently do all the time. You ever go golfing and you just have a bunch of bad shots, but you score all right? Or the other way, you have a bunch of really good shots and and you don't get the breaks to go the right way? Same type of story. You know how you played. You know how you played this past weekend. Back nine, I had a lot of bad shots in there. Front nine, I had a lot of bad shots in there as well. But we scored all right. We, we scored all right in the front nine for sure in particular. It's, it's, come on, it's kind of how it works sometimes. But you got to understand how you got there, the route you took, and then what actually ended up happening. If Deshaun Watson is great, that's got to be my focus. If Deshaun Watson is great, I can do anything with this Browns team, literally anything with this Browns team, as long as he's great. If he's great, we're talking deep postseason run. We're talking uh, winning the AFC North. We're talking everything under the sun as long as that man is great. 
I don't know why I sounded like Tony the Tiger a little bit right there, but we definitely sounded like Tony the Tiger a little bit right there. That's all I need, though. I just need Tony the... I just need Tony. I just need Deshaun Watson to be great. That's all I need. So if it means we lose week one, take a step back to go seven steps forward, sign me up. And we can talk about it the other direction as well. If we win a game, but it's sloppy, Deshaun looks bad, but our defense balls out, and that's why we end up with a win. Joe Burrow is vomiting all over his shoes. We got multiple picks from MJ Emerson. We'd celebrate it. Of course, it is a team sport. We'd celebrate it. But you can't rely on multiple MJ Emerson picks and, uh, you know, a three-sack game from Miles Garrett to happen every single week. You can't rely on that. I can rely on Deshaun Watson being great if he shows us that in week one. 216474 to below 92. But I know this one's tough for you guys. This one's very tough for the reason that if you're if you're an athlete of any sort, all you've ever been told is just win, baby. Al Davis, just win. It's all you've ever been told. I'm telling you to go against that logic right now. 216474 to below 92. Which outcome against Cincy would you prefer for the Browns in week one? A bad Deshaun Watson start plus a win or a great Deshaun Watson start, but you get the loss? Tommy up next on the fan. Hello, Tommy. Jonathan, hello, my friend. Hello, Tommy. How are you tonight? Good, my friend. Listen, forget about the offense. I'm talking about the defense. Denzel's gone, Okay. How's this Thornhill going to no, Tommy, you got to answer the question. This is like a Scantron test. You got to choose A or B. There's no, there's no C or D option here. You got to answer what? the question before we go forward. What's the question again? What's the question, Tommy? We've been talking about it for a half hour. You're not listening? Uh, and no, and I'm trying to explain to you. It's about the defense. No, Tommy, Sunday. Tommy, Tommy. We've known each other long enough. You're telling me you, you didn't listen to a single word I said in the last half hour? Yes, I was, but I wasn't paying attention. Well, Tommy. I'll I'll be nice and I'll I'll let you I'm gonna ask you it right now and I'm gonna do what? it. But if this happens again, I'm hanging up it and moving on, okay? It won't happen again. All right. Which outcome against Cincy would you prefer for the Browns in week one? A bad Deshaun Watson start plus a win, or a great Deshaun Watson start, but you get the loss? Well, I don't want to say bad, but I think it's gonna be the defense that's just gonna win this game. So okay. uh mediocre, I mean that's that that's my I don't care he scores a couple touchdowns, okay? And Chubb's there, Njoku's there, Moore's there. I mean, there's a lot of other people than just Sean Watson or um, Deshaun Watson. So I'm looking for the defense. I think this All is right. going to be a defensive now That's That's a take based off of what I'm saying. Thank you, Tommy. I almost blew the, the CBS Sports Radio's producer, like, it had straight off on Monday when we kept getting all, you know some calls. You get some calls every now and then that are just not on the topic that you have. And then I was like, yeah, so just tell that person we don't want to, we don't want to take their call. And he's like, well, you're not going to take their call. Yeah, yeah, it's not on topic. We stay on topic here. Terry's on topic. That's why he's up next on the fan. Hello, Terry. How are you today? What's, what's up, man? What's, what's going up, Terry? On? How are you, man? I'm taking the win. And it's very easy. Because, I mean, let's, let's face it. There's, there's two things, two points. First of all, when Deshaun Watson was great, was what year? 21? Uh, no, it was three years ago. So what was that? Like 20. Now, what was their record? They were four and twelve. Okay, so I, I'm taking the win. <laughs> That's the first thing. Second yeah, thing yeah. is, it might be is it, it might be one bad game out of seventeen, and we got the win. So the next week he might come back and beat and beat the Deshaun Watson we want. So I'm sure. taking the win. That's in the cards. There's no and thank you, Terry. I appreciate you. That's definitely in the cards. I brought up the Packers a couple years ago when they won seven straight and 13 wins in total after dropping the first week one game to the Saints, 38-3. to 
it always exists out there for sure. Where you could have a bad week one, and then week two you're just in, you're just awesome. Like you had to really shake off the rust, or you had to figure something out. I'm just not buying into that 100. percent Not buying into that 100. percent The idea that Deshaun Watson, if he's bad week one, will then all of a sudden just be great in week two. Like, is there something about that Cincinnati defense that has shown you that that's what they're capable of? I maybe you've seen it. I haven't. That secondary is a real problem if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. They're they're down a starting corner and safety as far as I'm concerned. They're not nearly as good in that secondary. They're a fine defense overall, but they're not a world-beating defense. That's a that's a defense that Deshaun Watson should be able to eat on. Hell, if I was choosing between the two, I would much rather take on the Bengals defense than be Joe Burrow taking on the Browns defense. That's 100% sure. But I'm asking you, 216474 to below 92 on Twitter. There you can find me. I'm at Jay Pietro. And which outcome against Cincy would you prefer for the Browns in week one? And the tally on the poll that I had just keeps going higher and higher. How about this? 80% of people say they want a bad DW start plus a win. Petty on Twitter. And Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, says take a dub any day of the week. T-Daz says, Jonathan, I have to have the win. Style points don't show up in the standings, especially with us traveling week two against Pittsburgh. It's starting to feel a little one-sided, if I'm being honest. It's starting to feel more and more like you guys just want the win and you don't really care how Deshaun Watson looks in order to get the win. Mike up next on the fan. Well, Mike. How's it going, man? What's up, Mike? Not too much. Take the W, man. It's a division opponent, right? You know, they're going to be there at the end of the year with us. I would much rather take the W. Um, let Deshaun grow, figure it out. I'm not too concerned if he plays poorly and we get the W to start. I, I think it's crazy to be okay with a loss and he looks good. Um, it's going to be a tight division, tight conference. You need every win you can, man. You know, take the, take the win early, let him develop, and then see where it goes. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. Now, I believe that comes with confidence that Deshaun Watson will get it turned around. Where I'm taking the loss, but having Deshaun Watson look awesome is that if Deshaun Watson looks great right away, I don't have to worry about Deshaun Watson ever looking great again for the rest of the season. I just don't have to worry about it. I just I know I got it in my back pocket. I've seen it once. He can do it again. But if he looks bad, and even though we get the win, if he looks bad, all of a sudden, Monday Night Football against Pittsburgh is no given. Because then we're relying on what happened in week one to happen over and over and over again. I believe a great defense can win you a lot of games. Philadelphia last year, they won two postseason games on their defense alone. Two, San Francisco and the New York game, okay? Two of them based off the defense alone where the offense barely had to show up in order to even get the job done. Barely. They won five games total last year where the offense didn't even break a sweat. Ooh, I find this fascinating. 216474 to below 92. Does Deshaun Watson looking good in week one mean just as much in the long run? Would you rather have a win against Cincinnati but a bad Deshaun outing or a loss but Deshaun looks good? We'll continue with your phone calls. I want to hear you on Twitter as well, at Jay Peterlin. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan. Hey guys, it's always game day in Cleveland is more than just the name for our special podcast. Andy Baskin, Daryl Ryder explain every single one of the football season and the wins and the losses and everything you can do there. 
through two fresh episodes, okay? And they also have a special post-game episode, which sounds pretty sweet as well. You can subscribe now, 923thefan.com, or you can go to the Odyssey app, sponsored locally by Smiley, One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl going to join us coming up at 920. 920 for Daryl Ryder. I'm a little surprised, by the way. Phone calls have been a mixed bag of sorts. Twitter? Want, they want nothing to do with this conversation when it comes to anything but just taking the win and getting out of there. The question I have for you guys at 216-474 to below 92, and I'll fully admit, sometimes Twitter is just a carnival funhouse mirror, and it is not a reflection of life in the, sh- in the, in the slightest bit. But I do find it fascinating because I'm talking to real people on Twitter, and this is not the type of thing where I'm like, hey, how do you remember, remember Jimmy Buffett three days after the fact? Which, by the way, RIP my guy Jimmy Buffett. It's not one of those type questions, though. This is just simple. It's like it's like chocolate or vanilla. It's a, it's a mindless thought exercise that if you take yourself a little bit deeper down, you might end up in a mental pretzel. Which outcome against Cincinnati would you prefer for the Browns in week one? A bad Deshaun Watson start, but you get the win, or a great Deshaun Watson start, but you end up with the loss? Michael, you made a good point in between the break. I want you to bring your point and what a... Even though you know a win is probably where you'd lean, what you'd then be thinking about with week two? I would be more nervous, and I would have more questions going into week two uh, if the Browns won, but Deshaun looked bad. Yeah, and I think a lot of us would. I think if Deshaun looks bad, the fact that we beat the hardest team on our schedule, it'll be fun for Sunday. It'll be fun for Monday. By Tuesday, we might be getting ready to hit the panic meter again. That scares me a little bit. I'll take the loss to the, again, the hardest team on the schedule, but Deshaun Watson goes for 350, three touchdowns, is placing every ball like it's got one of those uh, sensors on it that can make the ball go in any direction it wants. I'm thinking of like the golf balls on TikTok where they can like on the green and they can just go whatever direction they want. Like the football version of that to just place it directly perfect into the receiver's hands. I'm talking a flawless 11 out of 10 game from Deshaun Watson. But you get the loss because Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow, okay? Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow. And let's say maybe the defense, because Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, the defense is just, uh, you know, it, it does what most defenses do against Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, which is even if they play great, they still struggle a little bit because he's just that good. He's just that good. I'll take that scenario over the one that has Miles Garrett going off, MJ Emerson with interceptions left and right, the defense looking great. But Deshaun Watson struggles because the defense looking great is fun, but I don't know that that's repeatable for the next 16 games. Deshaun Watson looking great in week one has a chance to be just that's who he is. And I know once you hit a high point like Deshaun would in that game, it's very hard to come back down. Week one, all that pressure, all the the, the lead up, all the hours and work he's put into it, all the, uh, you know, trips to Costa Rica and the different uh, uh, vacation island getaways that he did with the receivers and all that stuff, all of it. I- I'm taking it's, – it's so uh, it's so funny to me. I'm glad I put up the Twitter poll because I- I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm seeing just all this reaction, all these people saying you take the dub any any day of the week and you move on, you know, good, and uh, all these people just telling me that. I just – it's not how I see it, guys. 216-474 to below 92. Chris up next on the fan. Hello, Chris. JP, how are you today? Hey, Chris. How's it going? 
It's going well. I uh, so wait. Let me let me get this straight. So the question is: Deshaun Watson having a bad game, but winning is does, is it a bad game or a not Pro Bowl type level game? I'm saying it's a bad DW start. I'm saying it's the type of start where you're you're looking at yourself. Uh, he completes 50 percent of his passes. He throws a couple interceptions. Maybe does squeeze in a touchdown in there, but like a like a you know a, one of those like 70 passer rating type games where you're okay. like we got a lot of work to do. So. I think it's more likely that he has a bad game and we get the win just because I think this defense is pretty great. Um, I wouldn't hit the panic button, though. Um, I, I, I kind of expect him to be a little bit rusty for week one. I mean, it was six games and he had the offseason, but it's still pretty fresh. I, I don't know if I'd hit the panic button after that. So I, I think it's more likely that he's going to have a bad game and we win. I just think this defense is going to be – I don't know. I think they're going to be lights out on Sunday. Um, which I hope so. Um, the the other thing, two 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 quick comments. Sure, this is totally off topic. Okay. The first one, I I have accepted your terms of coming to talk with you on the show without my parking being paid for. <laughs> so that's good news. I, hold on, that was, <laughs> that was like step one of like twelve steps in order to get that approved. But I'm I'm happy you at least good. cleared the parking side of things. Sure. Yeah. 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 I figured I just go I just go find a meter and, and put the coins in. So. Um, the other thing, Chris, don't show up here. Don't show up here at eleven o'clock. No one's going to let you in. Okay, I'll let hey, you in. To you know, hang I mean, out. I got to. I got to try. I got to try. Um, <laughs> the second thing is, I golfed at Brookside Country Club over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't belong. I know that much. What's, um, what's the old line? I, I don't want to be a part of any club that would let me join anyway. That's yeah. That's maybe that's it, it is that how you felt? Have, it pays to have wealthy friends, um, which is why I went there once, and that's probably the last time. <laughs> and I found out why I'm slicing all of my balls without realizing it, because this is how horrible Careful. of a golfer I am. Yeah. I have a 12 gram difference in weights on the bottom of my uh, my driver head. All right. A 13 gram and a one gram. Can't figure out why I can't fix my slice for five years. <laughs> Figured it out. But thanks for the thanks for taking the call, JP. You have a great night. Thanks, Chris. You too, man. You too. Yeah, maybe in the summer one, you know, one summer, you want to come on for 11 o'clock hour? Maybe we can make that work. It's funny. He played the country club over the weekend. I played my second country club over the weekend. Obviously, I went with Dustin the first time I ever played at a country club. I did my second country club experience over the weekend. As he says, it was very, very nice. There's no doubt about it. It is very, very nice. You do feel like, well, like there's moments that you're like, I can't believe that happens. You just drop off your bag when you're done to then go for the post-round beer as you're one to do. Because that's what you do at the country club. You go for the post-round beer after you're done playing. Not a thing I've ever done at the public courses, but hey, one in Rome, right? And you drop off your bag, and then they got the tag on it. And so then it goes immediately to your car, and then the valet pulls the car up, and the, and the clubs are already in the trunk, and you just get in, and everything is taken care of. Unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. But I, yeah, I, I stand by the line. I, I wouldn't want to be part of a, any club that would let me in. Uh, no, thank you. It, it's a it's a once in a... Once in a blue moon type thing for me, I'll stay to the public courses. Thank you very much. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Ron up next on the fan. Well, Ron. Hey, what's happening? What's up, Ron? Um, I just want to say this. I don't ever want to see the Browns lose. It's all about winning. And let's say the Browns win Sunday and Watson plays a bad game. Well, maybe that's its only bad game of the year. You know, I understand what Could you're be. saying, but as hard as it is to win in the NFL. I'll take the victory one week at a time. With that, I'm out. Thanks, John. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you. I understand that logic. I do. Uh, that that logic is very wishful, and, and it's very hopeful in my eyes. 
I think if we didn't go through the six games in Houston, or starting with Houston and then the six games we had last year, maybe I'd have a different take myself. Maybe I'd say he's got to grow in the offense and we got to crawl to walk to run, and Deshaun doesn't historically start out the greatest anyway. It just Houston went so poorly, and I have such high belief that this offense is going to be really, really good. I would just love the confirmation of it in week one. And then week two against Pittsburgh is going to be like a walk in the park. Again, Steelers' defense is good. We know that they got two Hall of Famers on that defensive line. Like we know they're really talented, okay? But it would be a much better vibe going into week two, even if you lose to Cincinnati, but Deshaun plays great. By Tuesday, Wednesday, I think we'd get over the fact that we're 0-1 as opposed to 1-0, and we'd just be focused on the fact that Deshaun absolutely balled out, and then we'd be talking – I tell you this. On Wednesday, if Deshaun looked great and we were 0-1 – We'd be talking about playoffs. We'd be talking about uh, getting airline uh, tickets all set up and everything like that. We'd be we'd be diving into the deep end of the pool, okay? But if he looks bad and we win, it'll be panic. It'll be like, fantastic, we got the W, and a win is a win is a win, but it'll be panic because everyone knows you can't cheat the NFL. There's too many good quarterbacks right now. You can't cheat the NFL. You got to have one of the good ones. Brian up next on the fan. Well, Brian. What's going on with you, my man? Yo, what's up, Brian? Nothing much. I can't call it. First and foremost, you take the win however you can get the win. Like the caller, the caller stole my thunder a few calls ago. He said, when he said, what if this is Deshaun's only bad game? Because it is known that Deshaun doesn't start out lights out anyway. Mm -hmm. So if he starts out and has a poor game, but we get the win, then chalk it up to the fact that he doesn't start lights out anyway. And what if this is his only bad game? I want to be 4-0 going into our bye week. I don't care if he plays good, bad, or indifferent as long as we get the victory. See, and Brian, and thank you, Brian. I do appreciate the phone call as always. I, I just have a little bit of a feeling on it, right? As, as badly as I'd like to be 4-0 going into the bye week, because clearly you did a lot of things right if you're entering the bye week 4-0. I'll take 2-2 two and two, where Deshaun Watson has a one 20 passer rating and is leading the league in, in touchdowns and looks awesome as opposed to 4-0 where he's just middling and it's our defense that is just holding down the fort. That's just how I see it. And I know you guys will disagree with that or at least some of you will disagree with that. I'm okay with that. That's all right. We're just having a conversation is all that is. I just I look at the idea that I'm going to take a couple steps backwards to take a lot of steps forward. And in order to take a lot of steps forward, the 5, 6, 7, 8 that I want to, Deshaun has got to be awesome. Not a team in the NFL that gets by on defense and defense alone at this point. Not in the AFC. In the NFC, different ballgame. In the AFC, you got to have a defense, and you also got to have an awesome quarterback. Find me a projected team out there that doesn't have a really good quarterback in the AFC that is projected to have a deep postseason run. Now, Bills have one. Bengals have one. Chiefs have one. Ravens have one. On and on the list goes. Chargers have one. Who, who, who am I missing? I mean, my goodness. So many good teams, so many good quarterbacks. We need Deshaun to be in that group. 216474 to below 92. We'll continue on with this also. What standard should the Browns be held to? I'll explain what I mean by that when we come on back. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on the fan.